0: Fully, or we never would have been endowed with the mental tools that we have. Resilience is absolutely essential if you want to win, and so are goals. Earl Nightingale used to say that a person without a goal is like a ship without a rudder. They're going nowhere and will probably end up being blown onto some rocky shore. And resilience is only required if you have a target that you're shooting at, a goal you're going after. If you're not going anywhere, if you're not doing anything, if you've made a decision consciously or unconsciously to just give it all up, I can safely say the word resilience isn't hanging out in your vocabulary or experience. You might conclude that it's just easier to stay down. Forget about this bouncing-back ridiculousness. You wouldn't even know how to bounce back if you tried. As far-fetched as that might sound, I've met more than a fair number of people who have given up on bouncing back. They've tried something, and they've failed in some way, shape, or form. And now they're stuck. They're just lying there. As Mary Pickford once said, this thing we call failure is not falling down, but the staying down. When people are stuck, they've given up on their goals. They feel sorry for themselves. They don't understand that falling down, even getting hurt, is a part of winning. When a friend or a loved one has a bad turn or endures a loss of one kind or another, they often share their misfortune with us. Unfortunately, because most of us are misguided, we have a tendency to sympathize or empathize with them. In many cases, our competitive nature takes it one step further by digging up something from our own past where we've experienced an even greater loss. As we tell our own ragged tale, we're only compounding the problem for the friend and meanwhile immersing ourselves completely in this jowl-shaking failure of whatever has been attempted. Feeling sorry for a friend does nothing constructive for either of you. It does, in fact, weaken both of you. As long as you both continue to focus on and discuss this failure, it is all you will ever continue to receive. Failure. That failure energy will eventually suffuse you. In truth, it's better to lay it on the line by being very candid with them. They have to toughen up. Get up and get going. It's the goal, you see, that pushes each one of us back into the game. It's rarely ever easy, this goal we're trying to achieve. But it's only the failures and the tough times that help us become strong. It's these tough times that help raise our level of conscious awareness. I recently came across a passage from Thomas Watson, the former CEO of IBM, during its explosive growth era. He said, would you like me to give you a formula for success? It's quite simple, really double your rate of failure. You're thinking of failure as the enemy of success, but it isn't at all. You can be discouraged by failure or you can learn from it. So go ahead and make mistakes. Make all you can, because remember, that's where you will find success. Thomas Watson understood resilience. It's a process, you see, that earns us the right to receive the good we desire. In professional sports, we frequently see a hockey player drop to the ice or a football player lay down on the field. But they don't stay there. They get up and get going. The only thing on their mind is scoring the goal, achieving the good that they desire. The only thing on your mind should be scoring the goal as well. Keep going after the good you desire, and it will eventually be yours. Whenever I talk about failure and resilience, I have people ask me about the grieving process. I don't want you to mistake whining and complaining, the stuckness that I've just mentioned with grieving. Grieving is a normal and a natural mental process we experience when we've lost a loved one, whether that loved one is another person or even a pet. Elizabeth Kugler-Ross wrote a groundbreaking book on death and dying which outlined the usual stages of grief that people must pass through in order to emerge on the other side. These phases include shock and denial, then searching and yearning, a disorganization phase when people first start making attempts to readjust their lives around their loss,